Guess who's back? Back, back again. Space a mess. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, I'm so happy. I'm so excited. I can't believe how long it's been. How long has it been, Tony? Seven months, 14 hours, and two days. <laughs> Wait, that was backwards. I don't know. It's been a long time. The last episode that we published, I was holding a one-week-old. Remember we were whispering? Yeah, she was asleep. Yeah. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to Space But Messier. I am Tony. And I'm Flo. And we're here to bring you such good space, sweet goodness. However, we've been gone for a while. We're going to catch you up for a little bit. I know you're probably here to hear about space, but... Um, you're also gonna... here to wonder why the heck it's been so long since yeah. space has happened in your ears. Yes, um, and I promised you that I wouldn't. We wouldn't stop this when Adelaide was born, and we did, for other reasons. Yeah. And I think the the cat is trying to get in at the door. No, that wasn't me. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're in a very yeah well, beautiful I'm... setup right now. We really are. We are um, in my parents' house. <laughs> Because that's another reason why <laughs> um, we're at my parents' house. We're in a guest room. We have uh, two cardboard boxes on the floor with two mics on each, blankets covering both, mm-hmm. and blankets hung all around us to try and pad out this noise. It's fun. In it's here. cozy. It's it, nice. It's good. God, I'm so happy. <laughs> Welcome back. We'll keep this moving along. Um, I'm just going to give you a quick update. Uh, my life just exploded for a little bit. Uh, and that's why we took a break. <laughs> Basically, uh, I got a really great promotion at work. Then the next day, Jenna went into a 49-hour labor. Ooh. Then two days after that, I had my first big Crohn's flare-up. And a uh, big one. Like, uh, just in pain, in bed all day. Mm. And um, so having a newborn and dealing with the stress of a new job and then having Crohn's, which is an autoimmune disease that is exacerbated by stress, I was kind of taken out. And so this podcast, unfortunately, was just everything in my life. Everything was a little too much. I literally dropped everything. I think one of the last episodes we talked about, I was talking about how I had just started a master's program and I was having fun training to be an astronaut and I was doing this podcast and uh, was creating a online course and I was doing my job and man that was a lot too much so so I did like that happened and then I got into I wanted to try holistic medicine for a little bit first so I went to this cool like functional medicine doctor which was an experience and (laughs) I'm telling you man it was like the kind of doctors they say is like the kook doctor um he like pushed my arm down. That's what I was going to ask. Was it the arm guy? That arm guy. Yeah. So they did this thing called muscle testing where like I would hold my arm out and they would like push down on it. And if certain and other muscles as well, if certain muscles tensed up involuntarily or didn't, that would answer their question that they would ask me about my childhood or my emotion or my sickness or anything. That was actually a great experience. I felt amazing. Hmm. Um, yeah, and then, I don't know, uh, I ended up, unfortunately, not following the diet correctly or something. I ended up, like, reintroducing food back into my body before it was ready to, and then I got, like, all these fun ulcers, and that was fun. And then my Crohn's symptoms have just been all weird, trying to manage that, trying to manage treatment, but we're on our way to finding a treatment that works. So, yeah, we'll keep you updated on that. I don't know. I decided that that's just going to be a new normal, so I'm not going to try and let that stop me from doing things that I love, like Space yeah. Messier. But 
this podcast in general kind of took a lot of, I don't know, funky turns. Like the original reason why I started it was because Jen and I decided to focus on our marriage rather than me pursuing academia as a full-time student. And while marriage has been amazing, I, I couldn't be happier with that decision. I was feeling a little unfulfilled in regards to just like addressing curiosities in science and learning. I love, love learning. So this podcast started off so I could research topics in space science and become proficient in them and teach them and discuss them in hopes for one, uh, even more understanding, and two, to teach everyone that this stuff really isn't even that hard and it's incredible and fascinating. So eventually, though, I guess I was, I started off with like stuff I wanted and then eventually, I don't know, I kind of started doing what I thought other people wanted to hear about and not really what I wanted to learn about. And um, I tried to make every episode perfect with editing and um, like I cared way too much about what everyone thought about this podcast instead of what really I wanted. So in reality, it was kind of morphing into something I didn't want. And I didn't realize any of this until I was forced to put it down with like all the stuff that was going on in my life. So um, now we're gonna be super relaxed. We'll probably start publishing every two weeks just to get back into the swing of things. Uh, we'll do topics I super want to learn about, like we're doing flat earth today. Yes! Um, I've always wanted to learn about quantum mechanics and quantum physics, so we're going to do an episode about that. Um, and I don't know, uh, string theory, uh, I want to do an episode on Elon Musk because we love him. <laughs> um, I want to look into religion and see like who's hip with modern science and dive into how the Catholic Church beliefs actually line up with evolution and big bang theory and all that cool stuff anyway most of my stresses came from like editing these audio these episodes making them perfect and so now we're just going to press record and uh what you hear is what you get so we'll see (laughs) what you guys get so yeah anyway i just wanted to update you guys not like i felt like i owed it to you but we were gone for a long time and this is something that i really enjoyed and be unfortunately became a stress which sucks so now we're just gonna have fun with it oh yeah oh yeah space a mess here but messier yeah but even messier (laughs) (laughs) um cool these people came here to learn about space they came to hear about the truth they did but first you deserve this as a shout out i dude i can't believe i was so excited when i got this email yeah so for those of you who don't know i'm gonna hit this later in the episode i don't want to bother you guys with it uh, in the beginning because nobody wants to hear us ask you guys for money and stuff so if you want to hear about that, just wait till the end of the episode. But one of our listeners and Patreon members, uh, Carson, I don't want to say your last name because I don't know if you want me to, but yeah. Carson bumped up his subscription like three levels and it just made my day. So Carson, here's a shout out to you. We appreciate you so much. Uh, your guys' contributions allow us to do so much like host this podcast and go to the Flat Earth <laughs> Convention. Carson. Which we're going to ask you about later. Yeah. Um, so Carson, thank you very much. You freaking rock. You're a stud. You freaking rock. Um, let's learn about space. Let's learn about the truth. Coming up news. Yeah, you want to start? All right. The European Space Agency has taken the first steps in forming a mission to mine rocks. So that is awesome because... Moon rocks. Moon rocks. Yeah. So they're going to go to the moon and mine it. And do what with it? Uh, well, okay. So lunar, like lunar regolith is made up of water and oxygen and... I th- there's like a, a metal in there, but I don't know what it is. It's like aluminum or titanium or something. Anyway, for sure, uh, 
water and oxygen. And so we can actually use lunar regolith to create propellant to take a spaceship back to Earth. <gasps> so if we can find a way to mine it, extract those materials, and oh, and create propellant, we can get back here. But even more so, if we can find a way to get to the moon, mine it, and extract oxygen and water, that means we can have a sustainable outpost there, which is huge. And the uh, ESA, European Space Agency, wants to do this by 2025. <laughs> That's in six years. <laughs> very, Dang. very cool. Um, next, up next on the official SpaceX podcast. Here we are. Here we are. Uh, SpaceX is building a spaceship. I don't know if you guys have heard this. I think it's called a Starhopper. It's like this massive titanium, like, I think it's titanium. It looks titanium. It's big and metal. Huge metal rocket. Anyway, it fell over because of a huge storm in Texas. It literally just toppled over. Uh, in a tweet, Musk said that gusts were moving 50 miles per hour. Uh, broke the Starship's mooring blocks used to secure the vehicle to the ground. This caused the Starship's fairing, the top half of the spacecraft, to fall over. Um, but the actual propellant tanks needed for the prototype are fine. So this is just a test rocket. They're hoping to te uh, test in like six weeks. But it literally just looks like a massive freaking rocket. So we'll post a, maybe we'll post a picture on Space Miss here yeah. on Instagram. The picture of it toppled over. Yeah. I'll do a picture <laughs> of it like standing up too. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so excited. Okay, what are we doing? We're talking about flat earth. Yeah, we freaking Okay, are. have you guys not heard of this flat earth theory? It is... It gives me a stomachache. Here's the thing. It's not just that they think that the worth earth is flat. The worth is light. The worth is... <laughs> it's that they have these really complicated ideas and theories to prove it, which is just beyond fascinating. Because, like, don't think that these people are idiots. No, 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 no. They do not just think that the earth is flat. They can explain it to you. And we're going to explain it to you from their point of view today. We are. You're going to learn a lot. So we have compiled a lot of questions that we had. <laughs> um, and the answers are taken from the Flat Earth Society website. So we're going to be quoting the best of the best. The best of the best. So Flat Earth Society is this society that like propagates this idea that this theory is legit. That the earth this is, is the truth. flat. So... Here's what Flat Earth Society says. The Earth is in the form of a disk with the North Pole at the center and Antarctica as a wall around the edge. This is the generally accepted model among members of the society. In this model, circumnavigation is performed by moving in a great circle around the North Pole. The Earth is surrounded by all, on all sides by an ice wall that holds the oceans back. This ice wall is what explorers have named Antarctica a 150-foot wall of ice around the rim. NASA employees, they say, guard this ice wall to prevent people from climbing over and falling off the disk. Beyond the ice wall is a topic of great interest to the Flat Earth Society. To our knowledge, no one has ever been very far past the ice wall and returned to tell their journey. What we do know is that it encircles the Earth and serves to hold in our oceans and helps protect us from whatever lies beyond. Yes, they are serious. <laughs> they literally think it's a disc, like floating in space. You can look up pictures of it. A 150-foot ice wall. That's nothing. That's like a three-story building, right? No one has been ever able nobody's seen to it. get over it. Yeah. You can look up pictures of their maps. And what is it? The Arctic is in the very center. North Pole's in the center. Then, like, 
than our like normal North America, South America, Africa, Russia. It's kind of squished a little funny. Australia. Yeah, they're all like the squished wall. around at a donut shape. Yeah. And then the walls on the outside. And there's real people that believe this. Yeah. Okay. Like. <laughs> Kyrie Irving is a flat earther. Who, if you're like me and you have no idea who that is. He, he's a place for the Boston Celtics uh, basketball team. Shaq okay. was too. And then he. Later said it was said a joke. Yeah, he was joking. But we don't know. B.O.B. is like an adamant flat earther. He's the probably rap- one of the. Is like, he a rapper? Right. Yes. Um, airplanes in the night sky like shooting stars. Right. I could really use a wish right now. That right one. now. Right, right now. now. Right now. <laughs> right now. With uh, Rihanna? No, the girl from Paramore. Oh, Haley Williams? Yeah. Yeah. So he, while singing that song and singing about stars and wishes. Um, Can we pretend that airplanes in, in the, the night, night sky, sky like, like shooting, shooting stars. stars? Those shooting stars were shooting across a flat earth. Of a dome, a- and which we'll get to. Oh, yes. We will get to that. And then Draymond Green and Sammy Watkins are also athletes. They're also flat earthers. This is crazy to me. So we're going to explain this theory to you. Um, If you are not convinced that the earth is flat by the end of the episode, then we probably failed. We have not done our job. (laughs) We have not done our job. So if you're wondering, okay, if the earth is flat, then why do we have day and night? Let me tell you. The earth day and night cycle is explained by... um, the sun and moon being spheres that are 32 miles aclo- across. 32 miles across. Just, they're 32 Only 32 miles. 32 miles. Okay, they have this all calculated. And they move in circles of 3,000 miles above the plane of the Earth. So stars, they say, move in a plane of 3,100 miles up. The sun moves in circles around the North Pole. So really simple. This is your rule of thumb. When the s- sun is over your head, it's daytime. And when it's not... <laughs> It's nighttime (laughs) and the light of the sun is confined to a limited area and its light acts like a spotlight on the earth in a 24 hour cycle. Flat earthers believe that there has to be, um, this is my favorite. This is the explanation for the other night, the other night. Yeah. There's an invisible anti-moon that covers up the moon during lunar eclipses. Do they know where this anti-moon is the rest of the time? Um, we it's, haven't gotten that far. It's probably, I don't know. Hiding. Hiding. Yeah. It only under, under the disc, under the Under the flat, flat plane. Yeah. That makes sense. So, hold Okay. Okay. <laughs> the sun, mm-hmm. who's strong enough, hot enough to send light and heat to heat our planet, mm-hmm. is a ball 32 miles across. Wait, why is the sun a ball and not us? Yeah, exactly. Because when Everything I look a... at the sun, it's flat. I just see a flat disc in the sky. Yeah, but it's a ball, according to flat earthers. I think they might be wrong on that one. <laughs> you think? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, so we've got that. We've got two spheres that are 32 miles across. They're mm-hmm. only 3,000 feet high. Mm-hmm. Or miles high. Miles high. Okay. So, Flat Earth Society says about gravity. Earth's gravity is just an illusion. It's fake, guys. Objects do not accelerate downward. Instead, get this. <laughs> the disk of Earth accelerates upwards at 32 feet per second squared. Which is, well, okay, 9.8 meters per second squared. That's the that's gravity in the other direction. Driven up by a mysterious force called dark energy. No. Have they not... 
done any research on dark energy. Um, Tony, they have. So just but to... the government <laughs> is lying to them. Yes. And so let's just make sure that we're all staying on the same page. We have the anti-moon and we have dark energy because gravity is fake. Yes. But um, okay. And just to give you guys an idea here, they, and we'll get to this in a lot of these other explanations, but they really think that the government is basically just lying to us about everything. Trump is an actor. Trump is an actor. Yeah. And all NASA employees are sworn to lie to you about manning this wall. It's incredible, everyone. The distrust that they have. The amount of hurt that they must have experienced. Okay, I'm going to post a blog post about this episode. I'm going to throw in some awesome flat earth YouTube videos. Please watch them. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I will. I have all my research. There's some that have stood out quite a bit. (sighs) Um, They also believe... Okay, so you might bring up day and nighttime. We got that covered. Gravity. Fake. Um, And then when you say, okay, what about pictures of the globe? Yeah. And you know what we, the flat earthers, have to say to you about that? What do you... (laughs) Fake. (laughs) Everything is fake. Nothing is real. Those are photoshopped. So while the flat earthers are all about um, the visible reality and what you can see around you and scientific observations... They say that photographs, on the other hand, are not trustworthy. And so all photos of the globe are photoshopped. Um, GPS devices are rigged to make airplane pilots think that they're flying in straight lines around a sphere when they're actually just flying in circles. Around a disc. Just circles. Beautiful. Um, And the motive for the government's lies and concealing the true shape of the earth hasn't been like figured out yet they're not really sure why but basically it's probably financial you know everything is you know and so they say in a nutshell it would logically cost much less to fake a space program than to actually have one so those in on the conspiracy profit from the funding of nasa and other space agencies that they receive from the government wow so I mean, it's that all makes sense. Money. NASA makes, what, of 19, course it makes sense, $19.8 billion a year? <laughs> yeah. And somebody's profiting on that? So they're just taking it home. They use a little bit of it to Photoshop really well, maybe make some sets um, and stages. But outside of that, it's all going into their own pockets. So Okay. Okay. I'm having a really hard time. Okay, I cannot I'm tell not. you. <laughs> in it. I'm eating this up. <laughs> I can't tell you how how frustrating this is, researching this topic. I wanted to start this episode and say, you know what? Flo and I are scientists. We are <laughs> open to every possibility until evidence comes to refute it. But I can't. Not for Flat Earth. Also, just to clarify, though, if you're getting as frustrated as Tony is, um, last year, a poll from the public policy polling found that a mere 1% of people in America believe that the Earth is flat. So That's a to- lot. <laughs> percent of america how many people do we have in our country 300 million no that's like california oh no (laughs) i don't know how many people live in america no yeah you're right oh Oh, can you delete the part that i said that california has 300 million people i told them we weren't editing this (laughs) she just asked siri and confirmed so that means that 30 million people are flat earthers. That seems That's way not too true. high. This, okay. No, this does not feel right. But the poll did show that um, there's no statistical difference between like 
political preference or gender and who believes that the earth is flat. But they did find that people who voted for the Green Party candidate Jill Stein in 2016 were more likely to believe in a flat earth. Not done. And they also announced this year that um, only two-thirds of young millennials believe that the earth is round. Really? Yeah, but a closer examination showed that 4% of those who responded that they believe the earth is flat, while another 5% said that they had always thought it was flat, but are now having some doubts. So maybe they're going over to the dark side. I don't believe a a word you just said. I don't believe these polls. (laughs) They can't be real. Okay, so when it comes to evidence for the flat earth, they say the evidence for a flat earth is derived from many facets of science and philosophy. Science, Tony. The simplest is by relying on one's own senses to discern the true nature of the world around us. The world looks flat. The bottoms of clouds are flat. (laughs) The movements of the sun. These are all examples of our senses telling you that we do not live on a spherical heliocentric world. This is using what's called an empirical approach or an approach that relies on information from your senses. That is their explanation of the flat earth theory. That's it. Even though you can look up and see a curve. Even though you can look up and see a curve. Yes. Because there's just a curve above us, not below us. Correct. Okay, Flo, what about people who have been to space? How have they not discovered that the Earth is flat? I'm telling you that it's a lie. And so, basically, (laughs) most of the space agencies of the world are involved in a conspiracy faking space travel. And so, can we stop? Can we stop? For those of you listening, um, sorry, Flo. I, for no, those of you no. listening, I I want to remind you that we're quoting the Flat Earth Society. We're not teaching you truth, Flo. Don't. <laughs> this I please. Okay, we are quoting something that is a theory. We do not. Okay, continue, Flo. Sorry for Tony's lies and that interruption. Back to the facts. This began during the Cold War, right? The space race where Russia and the U.S. were like obsessed with beating each other into space to the point that they faked their accomplishments in an attempt to keep pace with the other's supposed achievements. After the end of the Cold War, though, the conspiracy is most likely motivated, again, like we said, by greed. Um, using only some of their funding to continue to fake the space travel, and that leaves a lot of money to embezzle for themselves. But in light of the above, the Flat Earth Society says, please note that we are not suggesting that space agencies are aware that the Earth is flat and actively covering the fact up. They depict the Earth as being round simply because that is what they expect it to be. Because they've never been to space. They just contradicted themselves in that quote by saying, we're not telling you that they are doing this on purpose, but we are telling you that they're faking this so that they can get more money. I don't know who to believe anymore. What is real? Not this earth. What if we're like, what if we, what if this is the matrix? What if this is a simulation? Yeah, this is a round, a round earth simulation on a flat earth. Or opposite? Maybe we're all just computer programmed. To clarify, if you're new to the show, Tony and I are devout Catholics and do not believe (laughs) any of that. (laughs) We love science. But these are the thoughts. So these are super contradicting ideas. But basically, they think that the pictures from space are fake 
because any space travel is fake. We haven't actually been up there. Yeah, no, we definitely have not. Um, Wow, okay, NASA's been lying to us our whole life then. Yeah, but not on purpose. That's just what they expect. Right. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Because we don't have satellite imagery of fires or vegetation (laughs) or weather or literally anything. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, Flo, what about this? As a passenger on a spacecraft, how is it that I can see the curvature of the Earth? Oh, well, you can think, first of all, that the windows are too tiny, right? This is what the Flat Earthers say, that the windows are too small and they are too curved for you to be able to see anything clearly outside of them. And so basically they say that you're not seeing the curvature of the Earth. They also say that you need to be at a height of at least 40,000 feet to get even a hint of curvature um, if the Earth were round. But commercial aircraft aren't allowed to fly this high. They're only allowed to fly like just under 36,000 feet. Oh, how convenient. Very convenient. Mm-hmm. They're keeping that 4,000 from us. So that combined with the fact that the tiny and curved windows don't allow you to so see things clearly. So you're saying that when I look outside my air when I go over the poles. It's an illusion. Because the windows are small and... Curved. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even if we did fly high enough to see the curvature, you wouldn't be able to see it as a passenger. So wouldn't the pilots be able to see it then? No, the pilots... Have tiny... <laughs> I think I read an article too. saying that the pilots are like forced to lie to you. But they just said earlier that the pilots are being tricked with the GPS and are flying in circles. I think there must be different like sects of sects. Different levels. Yeah, S-E-C-T-S. Like different like groups. The hierarchy of, of the pilots. Flatter that believe different like truths. Okay. So something that you said earlier, why is the sun round but we're flat? Yeah. Um, I asked the same question about why the planets are round, because they still think that planets are round. Uh, we're the only lucky flat ones. We're the only ones. Now, while I do have opinions about aliens and, you know, them probably not existing, even though I really want them to, because of, you know, my religious beliefs, whatever. I don't think that we're so lucky that we're the only planet that is flat. I do believe that God likes us a lot better than everyone else but i don't think that everyone else uh, oh, oh. <gasps> the truth comes out i mean Tony knows aliens. i mean bacteria okay i'm sorry so i looked it up they said planets from the ancient greek term that i can't read um that basically means wandering star um or orbiting astronomical objects the earth is not a planet by definition as it sits at the center of our solar system, above which the planets at the sun revolve. Sorry, above which the planets and the sun revolve. So the Earth's uniqueness, fundamental differences, and centrality make it uh, makes any comparison to any other nearby celestial bodies insufficient, like comparing basketballs to the court on which they bounce. They're basically comparing like the flat earth to the fabric of space time in which everything else just orbits around which if you haven't heard i think a couple hundred years ago this argument started um didn't copernicus 
get in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Right. Galileo. And Copernicus, the heliocentric model? Yeah. Right. So according to Dr. Uh, PhD holder, B.O.B., we've been brainwashed into believing this heliocentric model of the Earth. And you heard Tony correctly. The Earth is now the center. We're back to that. We are back. We have reverted. Not reverted. We've... We have ascended. (laughs) (laughs) Higher learning. Higher learning. So... Let's touch on the gravity again. You were talking about gravity earlier. Why doesn't gravity change the shape of the Earth or pull it back into a sphere? Uh, well, it says the flatter says the Earth isn't pulled into a sphere because the force known as the force known as gravity exists exists in a greatly diminished form compared to what is commonly taught. Didn't it just say earlier that gravity Gravity's not real? It's not real. Okay, mm. just checking. This the, is all from the exact same page? The source. All from the same Incredible. source. Yeah, yeah. The Earth is constantly accelerating up at a rate of 32 p- feet per second squared. Um, this constant acceleration causes what you think of as gravity. Imagine sitting in a car that never stops speeding up. You will forever be pushed into your seat. The Earth works much the same way. It is constantly accelerating upward, being pushed by a universal accelerator known as dark energy. Or the etheric wind. This website is reminding me a lot about a group project that I did um, (laughs) last semester in which we had six people writing one essay and no one read each other's essay parts. Mm, Good. And so it wasn't actually a fluid paper. That's what this feels like? Yeah. Do you think that this is just a elementary school project that somebody published online? A really sharp sixth grader? Yeah. (laughs) Really smart. (laughs) Let's confuse some adults here. Oh my God. Dang. Okay. Last question that we had um, for these flat earthers was that objects, they cannot exceed the speed of light. Nothing can. But how is the flat earth accelerating upwards forever? If it continues to accelerate forever, isn't it eventually going to reach the speed of light? No. Um, Due to special relativity, this is not the case. This is not going to happen. At this point... Many of you might question the validity of any answer which uses, this is what, (laughs) this is what they said. You might question any answer which uses advanced, intimidating sounding physics terms to explain a position. However, it's true. And they give you some equations. So the relevant equation is V over C equals tan. So (laughs) velocity divided by the speed of light equals tangent of H. I don't know what that is. And then acceleration tangent h of acceleration times time over the speed of light what so basically when you look at this equation the tangent of the acceleration over the speed of light can never exceed or equal one so this means that the velocity can never reach the speed of light regardless of how long you accelerate for or the rate of your acceleration okay i'm not pretending to be a genius we told you before that we are not professionals but i have taken three years of college level calculus and i looked at their formulas their formulas on their website and it's just garbage like they They literally just just threw (laughs) they literally just like a cat started typing a keyboard on a keyboard they literally just put a bunch of like if this is true then this might be true then this also might be true according to this specific theory and they just pulled all these equations out of their butt that don't belong together it's comical that's all i have to say about that 
Okay, so here's some inconsistencies we found, if you haven't already found just them. Just a couple. Just a couple. Um, so, Flat Earth Indonesia, um, there's this Q&A, so the Indonesian group, there's this Q&A on vice.com um, from a guy who runs the Flat Earth Indonesia Facebook group. Now, he says, some Flat Earth societies say that um, the entire space program is a hoax, but other societies, such as the Flat Earth Indonesia, claim that we don't have a photo of the Earth from far away in space. The best we have is from the International Space Station, and that doesn't even show Earth as a whole, much less show um, an Earth that is floating in space. There are... So, okay, sorry. So for those of you... So if I move through that kind of quickly. Flat Earth Indonesia is basically agreeing to a successful space program and still chose to ignore any footage and images of around Earth. So they're divided... They're breaking up. They're breaking apart. Well, that's break what happens when you're not based on truth. Things just kind of break off. Oh, dear. What are we getting into? It sounds familiar. Does it? Over history. But seriously, that's what happens. <laughs> These things morph off because it's like, well, I don't agree with that. So I'm going to go start my own thing. Oh, God. Familiar. But people do that. So another thing you might think about is, okay, if you guys don't believe in gravity, gravity how do you explain the tides? Does taste well, flow. I'm just saying, it's the truth of the human mind. It is the truth. When you don't have truth in the middle, you freak out and think that the earth is flat. Jeez. So what? how do they explain the tides? Okay, so the interaction between earth and the move sort of proves that gravity exists. Because so, for those of you who don't know, well, okay, the, the tides on earth, like the waves and everything, are caused by um, the activity of the earth magnet. Oh, okay, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm getting mixed up with my flat earth facts. I'm getting confused about whether I'm saying something that they're saying or... So they're saying... <laughs> I'm joking. They're saying that the tides are caused by um, the activity of the earth magnet that is at the bottom of the sea. So what they believe is... Um, I, I guess... How do I explain this? So the way earth works is that we've got a molten lava core that is constantly moving. So it's a metallic... Core, Do right? they believe that the core still exists? No, no, no. Oh, no. Oh, we'll get there. Oh, gosh. So this creates a magnetic field because it's moving, constantly moving. It creates a magnetic field around Earth, right? Mm -hmm. But the, it has nothing to do with why the moon orbits. So the moon orbits Earth and its gravity, the pull of Earth, moon's gravity, is what causes swells in the tide. We've observed this. We've agreed on this. Many different countries have agreed on this. Flat Earth Society says that our flat Earth has a ring magnet underneath. Literally a, a magnet the, the shape of a donut underneath. What's the magnet made of? I don't know. Mag what are magnets made of? I have no idea. Are they like... Are they picturing electrically like... Electrically charged metal? I don't know. Like magnets from school? Do they think that Literally, that's Literally, like, yeah, like a magnet. God is so good to us. <laughs> Put that little magnet down there. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Um, okay, so that's what causes the change in sea levels. Just our magnet having activity underneath our flat, flat Earth. So Simple. Debunked. Let's hear more about those lunar eclipses. Yeah. All right, so now we have the explanation of the tides, not at all related to the moon, um, because there's actually two moons. So lunar eclipses happen even though the earth is flat because we have the x moon right the x moon that extra dark moon that i was telling you about real sneaky i think somebody just dreamt it and was like yep this that is that sounds true. good 
Good to me. That'd be freaking sick. <laughs> like another moon. Um, and so the chances are that the X moon is round and it's transparent or blue. Right. One or the other. Right. And so it's a sky object that blocks the sun. This also refers to the effects of really scattering. Yeah. Um, that's what makes the sky look orange at sunset or something like that. And so easily explained. Lunar eclipses are just the X moon crossing over our moon. Even okay. though, what if it's transparent, how can we not see it? Oh, it's blocking the sun. So, okay. I can't. Oh, God. Okay, so they also said that, this, and now this is an inconsistency somebody else in Flat Earth Society is saying. We asked, if all the other planets in the solar system are round, why are you so convinced the Earth is flat? And they said, other planets in the solar system? I don't buy it. All of them are just stars with strong radiance that are being observed from Earth. The results of first-hand observation will always show a bright, blurry object. The rest is just software. Software? Mm-hmm. So, and then he says, just look up Aster Planetes. Um, and he means the word planet that comes from the Greek words Aster Planetes or wandering stars. Because the Greek, Greek word. From what from year? Ancient Greece. Mm-hmm. Because they called it wandering stars, it, that means that they are stars and not planets. Didn't they also believe that Zeus lived on the top of a mountain? Yeah. Yeah. Just wondering if we're really looking at the Greeks for all truth. <sighs> okay, I'm done. We're done. <laughs> we're done talking about... No, it's not the end of the episode, but I'm done talking about what the Flat Earth believes. We're going to show you, or we're going to talk to you about the proofs throughout history and today... That proves that the Earth is round for all of those of you who actually thought that this flat Earth theory hold ground. So the first one is way back in the Dizay. In his book On the Heavens, Aristotle noted, There are stars seen in Egypt and Cyprus which are not seen in the northerly regions. This phenomenon can only be explained if humans were viewing the stars from a round surface. Aristotle continued, claiming that the sphere of the Earth is of no great size, for otherwise the effect of so slight a change of place would not be quickly apparent. So the farther you go from the equator, the farther the known constellations go towards the horizon to be replaced by different stars. This would not have happened if the, wor if the world was flat. Thank you, Aristotle. Proof number one. Proof number two. Give it to us, Flo. Um, another Greek mathematician. Eratosthenes. Eratosthenes. Um... <laughs> Measured the Earth's circumference. He discovered that at noon, in one Egyptian city, the sun was directly overhead. We've spoken about this in a different episode. Yeah, we did. Um, whereas in a different city, the sun did not rise quite so high. So he knew the distance between the two, measured how high in the sky the sun rose to each at the same time, and then the trig, anometry, actually got him really close to a more accurate measurement that we can find today. Yeah. Okay. Gosh. Also... Portuguese explorer, Ferdinand Magellan, which we all know he was the first man to circumnavigate the Earth. Well, most of us learned that when we were kids. Um, he did this from 1519 to 1522, which would have been even more difficult if the Earth had an edge. <laughs> uh, and there's no mention of any ice walls in his journals. Go figure. Crazy. It's just the craziest thing. And he made it all the way around. He made it all the way. Um, uh, additionally, space agencies have given us photograph proof that the Earth is a round, ball-shaped planet that orbits around the sun. Space agencies are legitimate, 
and have no reason to spend $20 billion a year to hide the flat earth. That's more of an opinion, I guess. They really could be lying to us, but yeah. I really don't think they are. Unless are they? this is the Truman Show. But just realistically speaking, like they said, they couldn't figure out the purpose of why they would lie. Um, another fact, we've been to the moon. We've been there. Like we said in our news episode, we're trying to mine the moon. And we have taken pictures. Yeah, China just landed on the backside of the moon. Oh, sick. They. Oh, yeah, that's probably a news story we should have done. Breaking news. China on the dark side. <laughs> um, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it looks like Chengi or uh, four. I think that's the lander. It's like C H E N G E or something. Um, has landed on the the far side of the moon. Now, for those of you who think, isn't it called the dark side of the moon? Yeah, so Pink Floyd came out with an album called The Dark Side of the Moon. Transformers came out with a movie called The Dark of the Moon, I think. Um, or Dark Side of the Moon. The moon does not have a dark side, okay? It revolves around the Earth. So the sun hits every part of the moon, okay? But the moon is tidally locked to Earth, so we see the same side. So there's a near side to us and a far side. They just hit the far side? So they went to the far side. That's awesome. So, yeah, they just went to a real... Um, place a real cosmic body if you also look at the horizon the reason that ships appear to appear or disappear from the waves is because um, the world is not flat yeah it's because it's round and they're <laughs> coming over the horizon thank you pirates of the caribbean for just showing that to us in a lovely fashion with a nice green flash really beautiful really beautiful and then if you look out the window on a flight you can see the curvature of the earth yeah. I've been on too many planes for them to tell me that I'm not looking at the curvature of the Earth. Most specifically, if you go on a transatlantic flight, you actually, you go high enough <laughs> to where you can see it. Gosh. Um, and before, remember when we said you need to be 40,000 feet high, um, we actually did have a plane called the Concorde that reached 60,000 feet high. I don't know how many accounts you need. How many first-person accounts of seeing the curvature of the Earth do you need, Flo? How many? Like You can't trust these. That's the thing. It's a total lack of distrust, which I beg of you, if you are listening to this episode, first of all, if you have any doubts about the flat earth. Um, Just look it up, dude. Look it up. You'll find it really Please. easily. But I beg you to have a ceaseless desire for truth in all aspects of your life because um, these people sound... Like they've been hit real hard with a little case of relativism yeah. and the idea that there can be multiple truths, which there's not. And I know that our culture is full of that right now, but that's not how it is. There are objective truths in this world. There are good and there is evil. There is facts and there is opinions. And just because you feel like something should be a certain way doesn't make it the truth. Just because you, you don't feel the earth spinning, just because you don't <laughs> feel us going upwards at... Yeah. 9.8 meters per second squared. Just, just, I mean, like when you're in a plane, do you really feel like you're moving? I don't know how high, how Thousands fast they move. Thousands of miles an hour. Yeah. Hundreds of miles an hour. I don't know how fast the plane moves. Yeah. When you're in a car, like on the freeway, you really feel, I mean, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it feels different being in a car and a uh, motorcycle. Anyway, we're getting off topic. I agree with you. But just please look out for truth in your life in all aspects. It makes me wonder what else these people believe. Because they probably believe in all the conspiracy theories. Oh, I read a few of them. Um, what was it? 
the um 911 911 um, uh, Sandy Hook Sandy Hook They think that was a conspiracy Not okay this isn't all flat earthers this is like one But there's the, I was reading an article that was talking about how they went to the flat earth convention and these were some of the things that they were told that all of these things the moon landing is a conspiracy all organized religion is a conspiracy especially the Catholic Church um 911 the moon landing. landing oh there was a few others but they have like multiple conspiracies and it just comes from this total distrust in truth and a lack of understanding of what truth is so my problem my problem with flat earthers is that i haven't seen any flat earther with a math or physics degree mm -hmm. i have not i mean like them succumbing to that kind of research would be them like giving into the lie that we're perpetrating in yeah, our education the system yeah so i guess i understand that but like they don't even try mm. don't even try so there's been a couple things i, I don't know this guy's name but there's this guy who like tried to launch himself in a, in a rocket high enough to see the curvature of the earth so he did that and didn't get high enough and lived when the rocket came down surprisingly he's gonna try again and go even higher bob was fundraising for a little bit to um buy a cubesat to i think launch to, to, for it to take a picture of the curved earth i i don't i don't think he reached his goal yet um i don't know man it's disheartening but yeah if you're listening to this please seek out truth um you can look at our blog post we'll have some resources on there otherwise just look up flat earth theory and i mean i would say form your own opinion but as long as you do your research i'm fine with you forming your own opinion it's fine with me and if you need any help um we are now fundraising for a special trip. If you want to come on the Space But Messier cruise, <laughs> we are going to cruise to that icy wall or mm, Mexico, uh, whichever one we hit first. And <laughs> Actually, you know what? Let's make it Texas in November. <gasps> What's happening in Texas in November? Guys, 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 guys. The Flat Earth Convention. Uh... Flat Earth Society. I don't know if Flat Earth Society is putting it on, but Flat Earth Convention 2019 is happening in Texas in November this year. Dallas. And I really want to go. So um, I guess that brings us to the last point here. If you guys um, want more, if you like listening to us and, and you'd like kind of more of what we offer, we, we do have a lot more ways that you can get involved with Space for Messier. Um, and that's by supporting us on Patreon. And so uh, we will never, you know, make it mandatory or anything like that. We won't you know, ask you incessantly, but we will remind you just because that's how we get supported on this. So um, there are a couple of different ways you can contribute and receive more Space But Messier content. Uh, first way, the only way, is to go to www.patreon.com slash Space But Messier, and you can, you can support us for as little as a dollar a month, which mm -hmm. is pretty cool. Um, and you'll get a shout out on the show, and you'll get our na your name on our supporters page on our website. Yep, for $3 a month, you can get an inside look into how we create the podcast episodes and our videos. So you'll get behind the scenes access um, and a shout out on the show. Yeah, so like tonight we took some footage of our setup and getting ready and all the things that we do to get ready. And we record a lot of our research and when we research and we just kind of post that for you guys in the Patreon feed, which is fun. Um, for $5 a month, you'll also receive um, all of our full outlines for every single show um, with all of our sources cited everything like that so you can see all of our research everything that we put into it a lot of stuff like that 
Um, you also get the access to the behind the scene footage and the shout out for $20 a month. You can rep your favorite podcast. Dude, Carson. Oh, yes. We're going to send this your way. Our official t-shirt and our stickers. Our t-shirt is so cool. I know. I love our t-shirt. It's my favorite, along with everything else that we listed above. And then something that we're just offering for fun, just because <laughs> Flo and I love space. We love a lot of other things. <laughs> if you want to contribute $50 a month, uh, we're going to do an extra podcast episode every month just for you, where we talk about everything but space. And then everything else we just listed. So if you want to receive more and you want to support our podcast, then go to patreon.com slash basement here, and we would love your support. And right now, we're going to be reminding you because we want to go to the Flat Earth Convention. We want to meet you there. Let's all go. Let's all go. Let's go together. It is $200 a ticket. Not impossible. Not impossible. Um, just a bit of a stretch. But we can go, we can learn so much, explore the wonderful state of Texas. We're for sure doing a full episode on that weekend, and everything oh man there's gonna be full coverage I yeah no wait. we're dead serious about going yeah so we would love for you to go there if you need any information just look up the flat earth convention or conference 2019 it is the largest flat earth conference in the world last year they had a whopping 650 people go which is 50 percent more than they had the year before God, I can't wait. so get out there with us and if you are listening to this and you are a flat earther Wow. We want to Please talk. reach out to us. Help us understand because we don't. We really don't. We would be more than happy to have you on the show. Yeah. Please we reach would out. love to have you call up and we'll be praying for you. We will. <laughs> we already are. <laughs> Thank you to everyone who has been so patient with us. Thank you, Carson. Thank you, my friend Hannah from Fullerton kept asking, when are you guys coming back? And so it's so exciting awesome. to know that you guys stuck around and we're excited to be back. Yeah, and we'll, you know what? We're just going to hit you with episodes whenever we're ready, and we'll try and do it every two weeks. And so, still, Instagram message us or tweet us at SpacefootMessier. We love to hear from you. If you have any topics that you want, we still want to know just in case. I don't want it to end. I know. <laughs> it's been so good to be back. Yes. Um. Oh. What's our goodbye? Oh my gosh. Um, join us. Join us. As we set sail for the ice wall. As we set sail in circles around this In circles. Flat Earth. This GPS. Gosh. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. See you later.